This principle of success is called the Mastermind Principle. The, 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 the Mastermind Your Life Podcast. Podcast. If you're wanting to realize your ideas, goals, and dreams, and on the journey of masterminding your life, it's time for the podcast made just for you. This is the Mastermind Your Life Podcast. With Tolu Owoyemi. Owoyemi. Hey, 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 what's going on, Masterminders? Welcome to another episode of Mastermind Your Life. You're in for a special, special treat today. Look. We have people that are revolutionizing the industry in the house. We have Sean, the co-founder of Go High Level, and Chase, the director of marketing. If you guys don't know about Go High Level, by now you're living under a rock. And let me tell you a thing. Once you start using the program, I guarantee it's an invitation to have it. Chase and Sean, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having us. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Thanks for having us. No, I appreciate you guys taking the time out of your day. And when I really think about go high level it's a cheat code you know it to anybody it's like designed for like agency owners and you know like but if you're an entrepreneur somebody that is trying to build something online you should be using go high level now the the, the question i want to start with chase is you know you're the director of marketing right so what do you think is the core message that you try to push in terms of the usefulness or getting people to understand the functionality of Go High Level? Ooh, man, that's a tough question. And we kind of look at it first as, what we try to do first is figure out who you are. If you're a traditional agency that's providing traditional agency services, well then we want to talk to you about the all-in-one marketer's toolkit and how you're going to do better marketing and you're going to automate leads into bookings and, and everything like that. If you're more of an entrepreneur, looking for you know the smartest most modern way to build an online business well then we're talking about SaaS mode and we're talking about automated features and how you could walk into you know any business in your main uh, on main street in your town and sell them software um, and we'll go there first amazing and then sean you're like the mastermind you know like you're the brains the you know this is like your brainchild how does it feel to see your brainchild kind of like Grow arms and legs and start running and you know have momentum and it's a strong baby and you know it's just how was that did you foresee or did you know it was going to be as successful not only that but as successful as it's going to be in the future when you first started it absolutely not in fact there were days where we thought we were going to go bankrupt um early on for sure um very early on though right Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That first couple of weeks, um, but I mean, that was before we discovered agencies. That's before we really took the path that we we're on now. And you know, did I foresee? Did I foresee this? No, absolutely not. I, I always like to say I, I fell into it, and it's true. Um, I was lucky. I had a marketing agency reach out to me early on and say, "Hey, you know, you're missing the boat. You got to realize that small businesses can't help themselves. Mm. They really need they really need agencies to make things happen." And once I understood that, and I, and it took me a while even there, right? I mean, you hear something, you say, like, it sounds good, but until I really got to see it for myself and experience it, um, it took a while. So I think once we came around to that, um, that was a huge moment for me um, and really helped me crystallize and understand. Um, but even then, you know, at that point, I thought, okay, well, we're just gonna be the marketing operating system for agencies. Mm. And then it took 
several years after that for me to recognize actually there's this massive opportunity on, on top of that which is to help people become saspreneurs and really go out and create a business around it and so it's definitely an evolution it's not something that's easy to foresee you know out of the gate yeah and i think to the agencies and entrepreneurs that are using go high level now it feels like uh an incredibly intelligent evolving organism you know every week you log in invoice additions this instagram social media planning and you know it's like megatron you know you just have all these components just flying you know and just like attack you're like oh snap like okay like more power um chase you know being that agency owner being like you're like one of the first you like beta beta before beta was even a thing how did you help the organization kind of realize the potential because you know I feel like the software engineers, you know, they, they can build the features and, you know, a lot of the things, but they might not see like the bigger vision or how it could uh, evolve. What was your part in yeah. that early process of this could do this and, you know, coming from an agency background and stuff? Yeah. So, yeah, I used to run an agency and we were one of the first high level customers in the early days. and when we were onboarding, Sean was like, hey, can we do kind of weekly check-ins? Wow. I really want to see what you do with this. And I immediately knew where this was going because I feel like the natural, if you've been an agency owner for a while and you get to a certain level, you start thinking, man, if we, if we didn't have to deal with this tech stack that we're tying together with Zapier and whatever else, we could do even better for our clients. So you start thinking, should we build that? Should And you know, if you're smart enough to realize how much money and how hard it is to build software, you say, no, 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 we're not gonna build this. Um, so we were luckily had, had a dev team that was smart enough to say, hey, we're not, that's not something that was within our wheelhouse or our budget or any of that. So we went on the lookout. Well, someone's gotta be building this, right? And we actually went through one that ended up definitely not being legit. And that led us to high level somehow. And so when I, you know, having learned what we learned the, with the first try, my first question was, well, who's behind this high level thing? And when I heard the answer was two engineers and one agency owner, I said, okay, now we're talking. And once I started to dig into the tool, um, I knew where it was going immediately. And so, you know, I went back to the team and said, hey, I'm gonna disappear for a month because I'm gonna go make SOPs for you guys so that when we get our next client, you're gonna know exactly what to do with this software. And Sean was kind of seeing me build that and, and saying, hey, we could use some of that over here. And, uh, and when I got the opportunity, I jumped because I knew, um, you know, this is gonna be a rocket ship. And what a rocket ship it is, right? <laughs> um. Well, we got incredibly lucky. I mean, I think we were lucky that Chase saw the vision early on um, without our help, and even luckier that he was willing to come on board. So yeah. um, it's been it's been great. Yeah, and Sean, you know, there's so many incredible people, you know, founders and entrepreneurs that have incredible ideas, and you know, the backpack on, bootstrap, and what led to the success of why? Why you guys? You know, why? What do you think are some of the successful characteristics or underlying traits that have you know allowed go high level to i mean you know everybody has an idea you know what were the components that allowed go high level to reach that success because it almost also seems like there has to be like this arc of momentum to then cross into that uh, threshold whereby 
you know, it the, it begins to self-actualize and, you know, fulfill its uh, purpose. So what, if you could just break down, what were some of the traits that you can learn yeah. that? So I would say from the very get-go, I always thought, how am I making money for my customer? How am I helping my customer make more money today, save more money today? Um, and then most importantly, how am I helping, how am I partnering wow. with them? And really, as I thought through that and I worked through that and I looked at other people's models and I couldn't find very few, I uh, found very few that I liked. Um, really, when we when it came to the idea of white labeling, I think that was massive mm. for us because what we were trying mm. to recognize is that agency owners are oftentimes sort of thrown out of the, way, of the way when and replaced by software by their clients because their clients mis, misunderstand. A, there's a fundamental flaw in the logic, which is that they, this tool that the agency owner invariably has brought in, set up, got running, all of these things now is like the magic secret tool. And if they just ditch the agency owner, they can keep the software. And it's, it's a ridiculous concept. It's a ridiculous notion, but it still persists to this day. And it will persist for a very long time because it's a, a psychological hangup. So I realized, you know, if we white label if the software in the agency's name, we make the two completely indispensable, right? You can't separate the two. And even if you get rid of the service, then we allow the agency to sell the software. And now the agency wins either way, right? And so that fundamental idea really was a game changer for us. And I think it recognized what we, what we were trying to say, which is we truly believe in agencies. We're not trying to sell tools to small business owners. We don't believe that they're the right people for the job. Um, really, they ought to focus on what they already do every single day, which all of them are great at something, right? That's the whole that's the whole point, right? We're we're here as agency to try to help our clients grow and and achieve wonderful, amazing things. But we can't do that if they're terrible at you know the, the worst plumber in the world or the worst dentist in the world. That doesn't make sense, right? So we need them to focus on what they do and do a great job at it. And then we come in behind them and just sort of make them look great and really help the world see how amazing they really are, right? That's that's our job. And so really that's where this all kind of goes to but as the uh, also just looking around the corner you know you can see that agency owners are more than just service providers they're also technology providers because fundamentally today in this day and age it's about services and technology and getting them from one spot the agency is absolutely key when it comes to selling and marketing for your business yeah and one thing that you said that's so key uh and i've dealt with clients and i would say you know as, as much as i love a client i know eventually People go their separate ways, but the fact that you've been able to empower the agency owner to say, "Hey, look, white label this incredible piece," because to be honest, I have clients on that they're, they're building out their own workflows and they really love, you know, how amazing it is and what it can accomplish for them. And I'm like, I love that because they have a piece of me and they have a piece of an evolving technology because it's like you look at the kajabis you look at the click funnels you look at there's so many softwares out there but which one of them literally can you log into and it's giving you updates it's giving you upgrades it's giving you features that have been roadmap and thought about so it's like the gift that keeps on giving and it makes it so that it takes the pressure off the agency owner because now they're like, oh yeah, you see that thing it doesn't have? Yeah, that's that's from that's from that. And they're like, but it, you know, and I'll say that. In well, and I think I think there's also another aspect of this, right? So you know, I think there's a lot of apps that do a great job um, coming out with new features, mm -hmm. but there's there's more to it than that, right? There's also what the agency owner brings. So. 
you know, going out and getting a new tool um, from, from the hardware store is awesome and it can be fancy and shiny and super fast and all of that, but it's the technique it, and, and it comes at different levels for different agencies and different end users. Like you said, you have some advanced users who want to be in there messing around, right? But you know, the reality is they still want a primer from you, right? They still want to know like, oh, this new feature came out. What would you recommend? What, what's, how would you play this, right? And then they might be able to take it from there. And then some people will want you to like, just do it for them, right? So everybody's going to be different. But in, in both of those scenarios, you as a, are, are a key player in all of that. So if you simply just handed over the tool set all the time, they would fundamentally fail because they wouldn't know how to use the tools. And this is why the agency is so key. And this is what really defines us and makes us different, right? We truly believe the agency is absolutely critical in everything that we do. And you're so right. A lot of time, you know, the clients, they are, they're lost in the sauce. And uh, we have proven roadmaps and strategies. One of my favorite things with Go High Level is the fact that it connects so seamlessly with the Facebook lead form and how we're able to use that to, you know, then consolidate information and you have the SMS in there, voicemail. I remember I used to have to run around to like Superphone and community and active campaign and just all kinds of stuff and did that get sent and check the SOP and the mics. So now it's all in one place. And Chase, how do you get that value conveyed to people that are still on the outside? They're like, I don't know about this glide, but another fast thing that comes and then it's gonna be gone before you know it. And it. <laughs> yeah, well, here's a story I love to tell. You know, after a few years of running the agency that we had, we built a lot of websites on WordPress, mm. right? And we were hosting them with uh, WP Engine. And I was doing a, an audit of our accounts and um, I was doing the math and I'm like, man, we have hundreds of websites in here. We're collecting $50 a month from all of these folks. And most of them we haven't spoken with in wow. years. This is amazing. It's like a utility bill that we're collecting. What else could we do in this model, right? Now, website hosting is something nobody wants to pay, right? If I went back and said, I wanna upcharge you for more hosting, they wouldn't be happy about that. But when High Level came along, it was like, well, here's something that's more value, higher ticket than website hosting. Like you said, it keeps getting better. So people get more and more excited about it as we go exactly. on. And it fills that gap, like you you mentioned, right? You're, you're, let's say you're great at Facebook ads and generating leads. You're still the smartest, techiest person that your client knows. So when they're like, hey, we need a CRM, who do they ask for advice? Who do they ask to help set it up? You. But in the past, you never got rewarded for that, right? They pay Active Campaign or whatever, yeah. and then they keep paying Active Campaign years after they decided they didn't want your Facebook ads anymore. Well, now that's changed, right? You guys can provide all the basics. And look, every business is gonna need all these features. So someone's gonna provide it to them. It might as well be you guys, because agencies already have the trust. And now we're just kind of enabling them to get rewarded in a recurring revenue, super sticky, low oh churn uh, way. And the, <laughs> when I talk to other agency owners, some of them don't, they're like, hey man, what's, I heard about the go high level stuff. And, is it true? And, you know, it's kind of like that, the new kid at school and is like, hey, you know, it's, it's, his name is Ian and, you know, what's he's about? I heard he does hockey. And <laughs> I talk, I'm like, man, this is the most amazing thing I, I, I pull up. And it's not just, it feels like we're being rewarded for being agency owners. The people that spend countless hours strategizing what, what technique, how do we get the client the results they want? sweatless you know and then being able to be like 
oh, we got this because the actual software I've noticed, you know, when they go to this dashboard and you can see everything in one place, your conversations, you put the client at ease. You as the agency owner, you're at ease. So you, it's when I tell people, uh, I'm like the software is heaven sent. I, I seriously mean it. And uh, going to the mastermind, you could see so many people with ideas and how they implemented it and people who had uh, agencies and then they started switching to, you know, hey, let's go heavy on SaaS. And, and Chase, that's the question I have for you is that, do you see that agency owners utilizing Go High Love? Do you feel as if they're really maximizing the use of it? Or are you saying, you know what, they should go SaaS heavy first and then upsell on services? That's the method I personally like. Look, people do it all sorts of different ways and, and I'm not gonna say one's better than the other. But to me, I know the future, right? And every successful business is gonna want two-way text messaging. They're gonna wanna have Google My Business chat turned on. They're gonna want miscalled text backs in place. They're gonna want all these automated software features, so they're gonna buy them at some point or another, right? And Podium is out there proving this. They're charging 500 bucks a month on an annual contract and businesses are buying it. So the value's already there. We already know that, it's a given. So if I'm an agency, why not start with that stuff that I know that they need and they're gonna buy and it's lower ticket so it's an easier sale, it's an easier foot in the door and then go up from there. To me, that just makes Amazing. sense. Uh, Sean, you know, a lot of times we see with these companies and stuff like that, that there's that person on the front that, you know, they're getting the spotlight and, you know, the Travis Beckers and the CEOs and the, but you have, do you feel as if the, how do the, the do you feel like there's stress on your shoulders from, you know, people in the Facebook group? Hey man, the ADI did this. And, and because we see you, like, it's almost unnatural, like shooting out looms and this feature update is coming out. And I see you in the bubble and the, the camera bubble and the moment, you know, like answering. Not only that, but and I think that as I start to, a lot of people, once they get there, they're like, I'm not going inside the chat and interacting with these peasants and these people i've got higher level things i can do but i think because you are still in those gears and cogs of people going through pains and it didn't do this and it crashed this you're able to like because it's like your own baby but you're seeing how people are interacting with it so yeah it's like talk about the is that stressful for you to deal with those things or absolutely yes Super stressful, <laughs> um, but I'm also just wired this way. And, um, you know, we've hired some really awesome people who are building up official teams and working a lot on structure and all of those things. And, and, and it's super important because for me, I think about it like I can't get to everybody. Um, I don't even want to try to everybody. I can help. I'm happy that I can. But I also want to know there's always a system to catch people that's consistent, that's got metrics around it, all of those things. But that's just not my skill set. It's not how I'm wired. It's not who I'm, who I am. It's not who I'm ever going to be. And so what's great is I get to play my role and I get to do things that I, I think I'm good at. Um, I really do care about our customer. I care about our mission. I care about what we're trying to achieve. And I get that, you know, whether you started yesterday or you've been with us for four years, you know, a frustrating situation is a frustrating situation, right? And 
we're human. We're, you know, we're going to make mistakes. And, um, and I think that what I'm trying to show people is listen, you know, when we do make a mistake, we're sorry for it. We, you know, we, we're, we're going to try to make it right. Um, and you know, if, and, 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 or if, you know, you're just making mistake, which is luckily these days, most of the time, it's just a setup issue. I still want to make sure you know how to get help. Right. And it also helps keep me connected. I learn things every day. I mean, it's, it's a really positive experience, but I won't say it's, it's not stressful. It's stressful as all heck, but, um, but I think that just goes with the job. So, you know, I don't know too much about the world of like software engineering or, you know, building out, I know about building like teams. I don't know about building software engineering teams, but I would assume that maybe a, in the beginning, you were kind of the one, you know, hey, in there, JavaScript, Python, Ruby on Rails or C++. But then now mm -hmm. that there's momentum and success, you have teams that you can say, okay, this is the feature I want because I kind of saw this. There was a click up, and I saw Sprint in there, and oh yeah, amazing. Oh yeah, we have a whole product management team, seventy engineers, a QA staff, uh, the whole nine yards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that long since been kicked out of the code. I was never that good, anyways, but um, I still loved it and I still enjoyed it. But I mean, um, yeah, we have an incredibly big team, but it doesn't change. But you know, the, the reality is you're never gonna be able to get to everything everybody wants in the time they want it. People are still gonna be demanding about this feature or that feature. So f fundamentally, it doesn't really matter how big the team gets. It'll always be that way. But I think that's that's okay, right? Like we care about our community. I know our roadmap is designed along the way that people have asked us to design it because we listen to our customer. We have the ideas list people can submit ideas to. We use that ideas list religiously to pull out what we're gonna do next, all of those things, right? So directionally, we're correct. And I think that's, to me, that's what's important, right? Um, but it doesn't, but having a bigger team actually makes things significantly harder, wow. in my opinion, not easier. Because yeah, now, now it's, you know, yeah, you have more resources, but you also have more politics. You have more um, needs and wants. You have more, you know, uh, uh, yeah, it's all HR then. It's like, oh, I don't, li I don't like this mm. guy. It's like, oh, you know, crap like that, that you just don't have to deal with when you're first getting started. Amazing. Uh Chase, you've, you know, you interview a lot of different people and there's these guys that they built like go high level extensions and API editions and IDX. I've ever seen like, why do you think that this, this incredible, to me, if it, it felt like Android in the early days of Android where guys would just take it and like, okay, this is the APK, you know, we can, we can tweak the, go ahead. How do you, you know, this, this stories and examples of, you know, great companies that grows up and then some, something along the way 
came in and became that uh, Spartacus arrow that, you know, Achilles tendon and kind of, they're gone, no longer exist. How do you protect this brainchild, the, the movement, you know, the, the, the incredible success that it has, especially as it continues to move in a ever-evolving world that, you know, has its complexes up and down. How do you continue to feed it the right kind of fertilizer and, and the right kind of nutrients and having the right kind of people that are operating there? It's hard and, you know, it's main vessels and, you know, how do you look at that? Um, well, I, I mean, I, I think that it's about models, right? So we have a model that's driven off of our customer base first and foremost, and I think that's the right place to start. We, we put our customers' brands out front. We put our customers on stage. We, we try to stay in the background, and I think that's also wise. Mm. I think it's the kind of thing that um, if, it, it, and it's, it, it truly is, is by design a partnership. So not only the branding is a partnership, but the revenue is a partnership. There's real money there, right? So we're running around trying to get, and in fact, have very successfully got, gotten many agencies to adopt SaaS. You know, we'll have an agency do $10 million in revenue this year just on software wow. alone. Um, and exactly, right? <clears throat> and, and you know, I think the reality is, is that if you think about that for a second, most software companies would say, oh my God, you're letting them take $10 million off your plate. Why would you do that, right? But I, we never think that way for, for one minute. We think, wow, we're so lucky that someone took this thing that we built and then they added all of their their additional IP to it, which they did, by the way, you don't get to 10 million bucks by just reselling a, a you know, a high level by itself. And, um, and they were voted number one in their industry for their, um, for their software platform, uh, for their vertical, they won a big award and stuff. And point is, is that watching that is just phenomenal. And, and what I know is we're actually serving the end customer in that scenario better than we could ever serve them if we were the ones always designing the solution, right? And multiply that out literally across you know, millions of different businesses. And, and, and it's not, it's the tool plus the agency that really creates this sort of magical winning formula. And I truly think that if we simply just sort of continue to follow our customer, continue to add the things they ask us to do, there's really no vertical, no industry that we can't tackle. Incredible. Now that's like the, the perfect TikTok like Instagram meme right there. <laughs> um and you know, we got a chance to visit the you know the headquarters in you know uh Texas and you know it, it was a, it was an incredible event and uh we went in there and we kind of saw the, the customer success and somebody like, hey what are you doing? It's like well you know I'm here to attend the Zoom meeting. So if anybody has questions, like the, the customers, you know, I'm able to log into a Zoom room and help them. And uh, how important is culture? And, you know, I, there's a lot of books on culture out there, like, you know, why it's important, you know, like it's everything, you know, it's the, the, the DNA for you. What is, what do you want the culture of Go Out of Level 2 I mean, I want it to be a, a, a something where we're always trying to help our customer, mm. right? And being willing to do things that are unscalable to help them, 
things that are unusual to help them. I mean, that's actually why we did the Zoom room. I, I, I modeled that off of a ex personal experience I had where I went into a Verizon store um, and I ran into a very particularly difficult, um, very odd curveball of a situation that took a week to resolve. But what I loved about the experience was that when I would call into the call center, it was just a nightmare, but I knew I could always walk into the store during the day. And so I said, well, how can I replicate that for our customers, right? And this is what I loved about the Zoom room. And you know, it's, uh, you know, you're not gonna get help instantly right away. Even in Verizon, you walk in there, they're gonna check you in, they're, but they're gonna tell you, look, 30 minutes, you know, we'll text you, whatever, go hang out. And most people are like, cool, I'll go run an errand, I'll get a cup of coffee, whatever. But the fact of the matter is, is that you, you, you get help. And when you get help, you get a different level of help, right? You get a person, they're sitting down, they're really focusing on you one-on-one, -on -one, they're seeing your problem. And I wanted to do that for our customer base. Um, and that's exactly why we did it. it. And it's really that idea of personalized help and personalized service and, and reminding our, our team that we're here to serve and that you know we, we want to do that in any way possible. Amazing. What has been, you know, because we, we there's so many success stories and people rising and, you know, the, the phoenix that came back to life and, you know, the conquerors and the, 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 the Silicon Valley chance and, you know, talk about some of the, the losses or specifically, can you mention like an, an incredible challenge? You know, earlier, Sean, you said, hey, look, man, it's first couple of weeks like we was like ran out of money like we don't know if this thing's going to continue you might have to pull a plug on it but talk about like an incredible challenge that hey if we didn't overcome that there would be no garage level today <clears throat> sure yeah i mean I, we had a lot of failures actually so um coming right off the back of my pre previous SaaS company the first thing we did is we built an um a mobile invoicing app called invoice ready um, that failed. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's mar mar I mean, a couple hundred, couple thousand bucks, but yeah, failure. Um, and then after that, we built, um, before High Level, we, we built Service Pro Max. Service Pro Max was, we spent six months on that. It was going to be a one-stop shop for all your um, HVAC and service guy and gal wow. needs. Um, and, and we had an existing customer, I had an existing customer base of many service people. Um, I, I thought I was all excited to sell to those people. And then when I finally brought the product out to market, they said, uh, yeah, yeah, but we've seen this before. <laughs> um, what else you got? Uh, so that was a big failure. Um, yeah, and so, and then, and then, then, then came High Level 1.0. Um, which also was a big fat failure because we tried to sell it direct to businesses. And so, I mean, right there, there's three, three, three times of failure, 12 to 18 months of my life, um, not working nonstop, um, spending copious amounts of personal money on hosting, on graphics. We had a 10 or $20,000 website design that never converted one, one, one lead, to, let alone a customer. Um, so yeah, just a huge, 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 huge list of, of it. But it was more about persistence. It was about being focused on finding a good solution and being open to new possibilities. I think really, that truly, honestly got us to where we are today. And now, a lot of people have companies that fail and they stop. They say, you know what? I'm cool. My hands, I'm done. I'll go do something else. The brothers got to come. But you not only had one, but you had multiple. You said invoice ready, you know, you had other things, HVAC. What kept you going through those failures? Why, why, why continue to push? Fear, um, mostly. 
Um, <laughs> I don't have really good answers for these questions. I, I find the other people are way more inspirational, but I, I think um, it was the for, the fear of Sean having to have a boss again. Yeah, that's probably what it was. Fear, <laughs> fear of having to work for somebody else. Um, you know, fear of having to admit that I couldn't, um, I couldn't, I couldn't figure this out. Fear of not being able to do it again. Um, I had a previous SaaS company that had a reasonably good outcome. Um, and just in general, um, being afraid of failure and just realizing that in the face of it, persistence was my only, was my only possibility. Um, but you know, I knew directionally that we were correct. It's just, you got to find that right answer. And I find it impossible to figure those things out on the, on at the get go. And I don't know how anybody else does it either. I think, I, I think the other thing is I've always believed in what I, I like to call margin of safety. And I got that from my good friend, Warren Buffett. Um, you know, if you create a margin of safety where you're not taking an all, all or nothing bet, you know, you give yourself a lot of room for failure and, you know, ultimately, you know, Warren would actually say this about his investing. You know, he would say that, you know, you can get a lot of things wrong and then get a couple things right and do incredibly well. And fundamentally, though, it's about staying alive every single day to make those failures and then eventually get to those successes. And I, I would say I've always taken that to heart. And that's exactly what I did here. I mean, I made, you know, when when, when Invoice Ready failed, it didn't bankrupt us. Service Pro Max failed, didn't bankrupt us. Had High Level 1.0 failed, it wouldn't have bankrupted us. So fundamentally, we would have continued on and found another answer. Um, I'm just super happy we found this one. Incredible. And back to your question on culture, that mentality is shared by the other two co-founders and it trickles down across the teams, right? It's amazing to work in an environment where we have that freedom to fail and it's like, hey, yeah, do your best calculations, make an educated guess, but you know, we're forging a new path here. So you're going to take some, some wrong turns along the way, but just get it done and, and figure out that was the wrong way. And we'll get back to, you know, figuring out which is the right way. So it's an incredible culture and it can be drastically different from a lot of um, businesses that you might find yourself in. <laughs> so you, you guys are giving us this amazing product. You're continuing to just refine it, make it better and better. And you're pouring so much into us. Who's pouring into you guys? You guys have maybe mentored. There was an audio book that I listened to on my way here. It's called uh, Bill Campbell, Father of uh, Silicon Valley. And uh, he kind of mentored Steve Jobs and mentored uh, uh, Sandra from Google and Patel and a lot of other people. And he was the CEO of Intuit for a couple years. And, you know, he was sought after as a mentor to talk to these people that are in, uh, you know, it's a stressful environment sometimes because there's so many expectations. So who do you guys have as those, you know, like man cave guys, you know, you can go to and they understand, you know, the situation and hey, I've been there, I got 10 feet. I remember that you guys can go and connect with and, and recharge and, you know, get insight and perspective on the day-to-day -day activities. I'll give you I'll give you an opposite answer to what you're probably expecting. For for me, it it's Sean and Robin, right? And I feel like when when I look out into the world, um, I see so much advice, <laughs> and the large majority is, of it is coming from people running companies that aren't making wow. money, right? In this world of like VC funded everything, a lot of times we'll look out and be like, well. We probably don't want to do that, right like we don't want to be in the position that company's in and and we kind of it's been very eye-opening to work with sean i work with sean pretty closely on a day-to-day -day basis and we you know we do 
he's very good at digging into numbers very quickly and very quickly you see that a lot of this stuff is not sustainable wow. and so once you kind of have peeled back that curtain you see that a lot of the advice that you see out there is, is not actually great advice Incredible. if you're trying to build a, a profitable sustainable company yeah, i would agree with that i'm 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 an engineer so i i generally sort of see all all advice givers um with a grain of salt it's just my nature um but i would say that i'm driven mostly by our customers because what i can get behind is i can get behind real things in the real world i can get behind people helping small businesses i've always been passionate about it um you know small businesses if you look they they pay better on average they're better better citizens in their own communities um you know they're very they're innovative by nature i mean they're everything you want um businesses to be in my opinion um, and the best way to, for us to support those businesses is to support agencies. Um, and when I see an agency take that to heart, make it happen, whether it's on the small end, somebody's like, oh, I'm leaving my job today. That's inspirational. I see somebody say, oh, you know, I just had a guy hit me up. Hey, we just hit 98 subscribers. We're almost to 100. Um, these are the things that I get behind and I get excited about because to me, that's what matters. Um, you know, I, I can't wait someday. I can't wait to be a, um, an influencer and advice giver. Uh, but that just means I'm, I'm like, I'm done. I'm out. I'm sitting on a beach someplace. Um, but you know, I think what we're doing is so radically different than anything else other people are doing. It's very hard. It would be very hard to find very many people who would, uh, who would be able to give me that type of advice. Um, and I would say there are probably a couple, but they'd be fierce competitors at best. Wow. So they wouldn't want to give me any advice, I'll tell you that. Wow. And, you know, there's a Chase said something that was incredibly insightful. He said that very often, Sean is really good at crunching these numbers and then finding out that, hey, that's actually not sustainable. And we actually don't want to go with that path. Um, and I can only assume that, Sean, that's from years and years of experience and you know just hey the grinding but chase the, the question i have for you is that you know like you, you have people that are hard drivers and you know men and i've worked on this for years and this thing's gonna work you know there's a thing called checks and balances and hey you know let's let's come together and brainstorm or let's slow down on that project or let's put up how Talk about like the checks and balances to kind of keep the, the engine, you know, running smoothly and how you kind of, you know, how because you said you work very closely with Sean and I can only assume that you also have your eyes on, you know, what other people are doing in those critical uh, roles within Go I Love. So how do you kind of, you know, keep the atmosphere and, you know, the what people are doing on a date, the, the checks and balances in place? Sure. Yeah, you know, well, Sean's an engineer, right? And he's a numbers guy and, and I'm a marketer. So there, there can be a lot of friction in that equation, but um, it works very well because we have that freedom to experiment mm. and run tests. And that's kind of the way that we look at things. It's like, okay, let's make a hypothesis. If it looks pretty good, we have the freedom to go test and fail. But as soon as we know it's a fail, we, we move on in a different direction. So, you know, the, the checks and balances are there. We have the freedom to make mistakes, but you know, as soon as we know it's a mistake, we're, we're, we're cutting it back or cutting off that limb and moving in a better direction. Amazing. So we're beginning to wrap up, but I wanted to ask, what are some things, especially, you know, within the organization that you wish people did on their own 
without being prodded or having an SOP or you know somebody supervising them. You wish they did on their own that you would like to see. Tough question. I wish high levelers had more time to actually build things with the tool mm. because it's so hard to keep up with all the new features. A lot of times we kind of realize that none of us know the whole software in and out anymore. Wow. And so I, I wish that we all had time to maybe have more passion projects where we build with high level to get more hands-on day-to-day usage of it. Incredible, incredible. Sean, what are things that you see that when people do within the Go High Level organization that you go, amazing, I wanna see more of that. Yeah, I would say taking more calculated risks, um, you know, being being directionally accurate um, and, and running fast because, you know, I, I don't like running, orga- running an organization where people feel the need to check in with me on stuff. Um, you know, if you're a smart person and you, you can do some basic math, and I'm, I'm, I'm just meaning addition and subtraction. Um, you should be able to get most things right. So if you have some really cool idea and you think you can back it up, you know, just just go for it. And you know, it's all again, it's all just margin of safety, right? So you know, it, it's a relative situation. If it's a thousand dollars, you know, a thousand dollars isn't zero, but it's a thousand dollars. And if if something great can come out of that, well, then for God's sakes, please go try it. And then you can report back. And you know, if you report back like. I spent a thousand bucks. Here's why I did it. Here's why I thought it was going to be successful, um, but it was a total failure. If your explanation is legit, I could care less about the thousand um, dollars. The people that I are annoying are the people that aren't thinking with their head or can't do math or both. But if you can think and you can do math and you still failed in your experiment, well, great. Let's go do some more, right? Let's fail some more because we're going to find the right answers. You just got to, it's just iterations, right? I mean, it's kind of like, <clears throat> you know, I, I watched a really good um, Netflix document documentary about SpaceX and they were I, I'd, for, I'd forgotten all about this but this was um, SpaceX is um, trying to get the NASA contract to send astronauts back to space right and Elon Musk you know formed this team and everything and he said to them you know listen I got enough money for three rockets so you know if you don't get it in three rockets we're over right so you know rock, rocket one blows up rocket two blows up rocket three blows up and then he brings the whole team together and the chief engineer he says you know I remember this in my mind and I thought you know that's it he's gonna come come together and say look you know we're done and instead he said, you know what, can we just build one, a fourth rocket as fast as possible? Uh, I've got a little bit of money left. Let's see if we can do it. And sure enough, it was that fourth rocket that fundamentally made it to space and got them the contract, right? And so, again, it's a series of iterative failures that lead to success. It's, it, there's, a, there's an interesting thematic concept here. There's a pattern across all things, right? Rocketry, software, almost everything. It's a, it's a pattern of incremental failure that achieves success. And I think that's what I'd like to see my team really embody and, and really focus on in their day to day. Incredible. No, I, I love that explanation. If you see something, go for it. Take that calculated risk. More often than not, your gut instinct and your intuition will produce something on the other side. And even if it fails, you have that experience that you learn for. So use that data to make that next iteration a little bit sharper, a little bit quicker. That that makes sense. Um, guys, what's next for Go High Level? You know, what what is the future? Or I say, uh, what's that? What's that? I get this question a lot, Chase. I don't I don't know. Do you? <laughs> uh, um, just more, more, more yeah. you know, more tools in the toolkit better, you know, easier onboarding into SaaS and SaaSpreneurship, 
um, you know, it's just gonna get better and better from here. I mean, we've got blogging coming out uh, this quarter. We've got, um, you know, in, in big enhancements on, well, everything, but um, social media posting. We'll have affiliate software coming out next quarter, uh, which I think is gonna be awesome. Um, but you know, again, my, my big my big push is is Sasspreneur because I I just the length and breadth and width of what you can go is is insane. And I don't care if you're an entrepreneur that doesn't have a business, an agency that's got a thousand clients and six offices across you know five states. Doesn't matter. This this model will work for everybody, and it, and it's the right model. It's the right it's the right model to get out. And we're so um, early on in this journey that I you know. It's truly about about focusing on it, but it, you know, it's kind of like, you know, like winning a basketball game. It's it's always the two pointers that win, not the not the slam dunks. Mm. That's a sharp analogy. <laughs> okay, uh, Chase. Any any last words? Anything that you want to get off your chest and say to the people out there? <laughs> Um, if you're an agency and you're not using high level yet, what are you waiting for? It's 14 day free trial. You got to come check it out. Incredible. John, any, any last, anything you want to get off of this? Well, I, I would, I would just say, you know, I'm, I'm thrilled that we've had an opportunity to serve the people that we're serving. And I love that we've had an opportunity to help agencies make more money. And I, I'm, I'm excited to keep doing that. Incredible. Masterminders. Everybody listening, we, we send out SMS blasts, email blasts. Out of any episode I've done, I've probably done 100 plus. But this software, Go High Level, it's a game changer. It's literally one of the best pieces of not just software, but people behind the software that really care about your growth, that really care about getting you guys to the next level. So we're gonna have direct access, direct links. Go ahead and sign up and get started. You can reach out to me, you can reach out. They have great videos on YouTube. You can join their Facebook group and literally get to the next level. Chase, I super, super appreciate you uh, being here. I just gotta post you up on Instagram real quick. Cause I, you know, tag it on the stories, masterminders till next time. Thank you for listening to the Mastermind Your Life podcast with Tolu Owoyemi. We hope you enjoy. Be sure to rate and review this podcast on your favorite listening platform and follow Tolu on Instagram at T-O-L-U dot O-W-O-Y-E-M-I. Keep mastering your life and we'll see you here next time.